goodness. It's I feel a, like we have so much to talk about. Well. But we're not going to remember to talk about any of it. We'll talk I know about we've been keeping things from each other. Other stuff instead. We're at dinner. We just had dinner. We just had delicious Carla Lolly music, spaghetti, yeah. shrimp. Tomato scampi. Bangalay? Tomato scampi. Scampi. Yeah. Bangalay's clams. Oh, yeah. But butter Scampy. and shrimp, and with the addition of tomato passata, which is where you, um, that is a pureed tomatoes, but I grated them. Do you know that's what passata what means? I don't. Pressed? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Sure, sure. That guessing. sounds right. Or um, passed, passed through? Passata? Maybe it's like uh, a, <clears throat> uh, I don't know. Comment, comment below. <laughs> please. But uh, I have made, um. This Putinesca recipe from America's Test that Kitchen. That means whore. Does it really? I think so. It, because of the fishy smell. It's like every, kind of everything goes in. That's <laughs> true. It's delicious. Um, sex work is work. Um, what am I telling you? Uh, you made oh, a pasta. There's um, a Putinesca recipe where you, you food process or blend the tomatoes. Mm -hmm. And then they go in... Oh, and then you you strain them, and just like the juice itself goes into the Putinesca sauce, okay. and then later in the cooking, the solids go in the tomato solids, so they're very fresh oh, yeah, tasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whereas the juice is two ways, the juice is more condensed. There was some recipe that was a, a two ways dynamic that I appreciated, like cook, cooking some and then Banana adding bread? in some. No, America's Test Kitchen. Loves, loves to do that yeah. to make it very complicated where you yes. like you microwave the bananas so that they get really weird and then you strain out the banana juice Ugh. and then you put the banana, banana juice i know but i do love anytime i can avoid a food processor because what a nightmare oh i use my vitamins yeah but they can't for everything it does, that's not the same well but yeah you know yeah for that. what doesn't it work for really well, like doing vegetables in a specific way, kind of thing. Oh, because it'll just make them. But I like the, the grating a tomato. I like, oh, it was so easy. I want to do it. And what's nice is that because the skin stays behind and doesn't want to go through the teeth uh -huh. of the grater, it's like having a glove. You just mush it on through. Yeah, and you feel protected. So nice. I considered last night as I lay in bed and I bought these watch pins. What's a watch well, here's pin? a sad story. Oh no! So I have a little Casio or a Timex. It's like a fourteen dollar watch, black and white, classic. Mm -hmm. And the a other watch, day I was walking a around. A watch, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, watch. months ago, it fell off my wrist. I said, "What happened?" I picked it up. It was just one of the pins that connects the band to right. the watch face was gone. So I said, "Okay." Oh, no. So then I waited weeks and weeks. I found a watch repair place on my sort of on my route to work, which also is like a shoe repair, watch repair. You know, they mm -hmm. do everything. Going so, out of business. No, no, very much in business. This they own the building. Well, because it's in Soho. I don't, it's next to a dry cleaner. I don't know. It's on Sullivan Street. Anyways, I got ripped off because I went in. Mm -hmm. I said, can this? Can you fix this watch? Thinking, you know, like... $75. No, I thought they would say 75 cents. You know, like, uh -huh. literally. And so they take it say, well, we don't know. I don't know if we have uh, pins, but we'll check. He takes my watch away. He comes back. He says, we can fix it for $10. So that's fine. I'll pay $10. I could buy a whole new watch with that, basically. But I don't want to waste. I don't want to, like... Yeah. Um, so I give them $10. He puts the pin in the watch. I bring it home. Five minutes after I get home, watch falls off. Incredible. I find the pin on the floor. I put it back together. And I'm thinking, this pin seems awfully short. 
Right. Like, it's not doing that much. It's just barely in the Did you the go group. back? I did not. I can't bear. I mean, uh, I was, I went on Amazon.com after doing some watch pin research and spent $5.99. And guess what? I'm getting an entire kit in the mail with like 75 pins in various sizes and a tool to insert them on a five so ninety nine. The, waste, the not wasting stuff stuff went out the window. Well, look, this is now going to ensure that I don't have to get a new watch. I also learned recently that just waste stuff. Because when you try to, like, save a thing, the world is not not appreciated. I've now spent $16 and a ton of effort to fix a $14 watch. It's it's really... stupid. Tragic. I don't know. Um... Right before we started recording. Anyways, we're at my house. We eat tomatoes campy. We're going to a show tonight. We're going to go see Peter Watermelon's Smith. being eaten right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're I'm gonna, not eating it. We're going to go see Peter Smith perform. Yes. At the, 9.30. The Peter Smith. 9.30. So to keep track of the time, it's 8.15. We're only going to record for another 30 minutes or so because I need to brush my teeth and put on a new shirt, mm, which is covered in mm-hmm. tomato seeds. And yeah. So... Right before we started recording, I said, I have something really dark to tell you. And that yes. is that last night I was up qu- quite late finishing this documentary called The Anarchist on HBO Max, which is worth a watch. That's not the dark part. I mean, it's a dar- it's dark. People are dark. The whole thing is really grim. <laughs> but I then showered and got in bed and I watched... I so wanted to watch this clip of Claire Saffitz baking gooey butter cake and then doing a taste test of it with Joe Firestone, her friend from childhood. Oh, yes, yes. And it's so funny because, you know, she makes her own recipe, but she also makes the classic box recipe. Right, right, And Joe is like... In the park. Right. And Joe's like, well, this this is gooey butter cake. Uh This uh is it. She's like, this is not the thing. And then Claire, she's like, this is not (laughs) it. This is not it. So I was like, I want to watch this. So I watched that. That's fine. And then I started looking at other St. Louis gooey butter cake recipes. Okay. And it seems like that, the classic recipe is a box of Duncan Hines yellow yeah, yeah. cake. Have you had it? No, but this is in that episode. It's like, it is like you use a box cake. Yeah. I've never had this cake. I don't think this is a cake that people will like to eat. I would like to eat it. Well, you, well it's an interesting yeah. Idea. It's two layers, right? It has like a weird bottom cake layer and then a top gooey cheesecake layer. Uh-huh. And then they kind of like commingle and leave this goo in the middle. And it's to the buttery, two sticks of butter. Anyways. Yeah, this is the Midwest. Where things are not good tasting. Right? Everything's in a nine by thirteen. Something something's happening. So then I see, here it is. Uh-oh. Then I see I'm so scared. Paula Dean has done gooey butter cake uh-huh. in her quarantine videos. Now, Paula Dean's been canceled from from food culture generally, uh-huh. but she is keeping up appearances on YouTube because she now has, I, I'm going to say hundreds of videos. I That's bet like billions of views. So many views, yeah, hundreds absolutely. of thousands of followers. I was like, well, look, I want to know what's going on with Paula Dean. I just wanted to know. Oh my goodness. Butter. So, so I watched Paula Deen's gooey butter cake recipe from during quarantine, mm-hmm. which was... Is this like an iPhone, do you think? Someone's, someone's there with okay. her doing it. It's like she has a helper. But it looks... How? It looks not unlike her Food Network okay. show, but just like a little less frosty. And like her appearance is like, I did it myself. 
Oh, great. Yeah. That's interesting. So, like, it, it varies between videos from, like... I love that. I tried hard today to I didn't try much today. Uh-huh. Have you seen Rachel Ray's show during this time? The, the, her talk show? Uh-huh. No, I can't do that. Well, it's interesting. I, I find... I think the pandemic... Basically, she People does it from her house. What? Wherever that is. I Rachel guess, like, Ray. at some point, her house burned down. Something happened. What? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know all the information. But, <clears throat> but yeah, she, like, I think it's, you know, she has this huge house. Uh-huh. And, I don't know, it, it feels so much better. Like, it's, like, she's an actual person. It's not that, like, plastic feeling that all the shows have. Right. And, and you I'm think like, she's doing her own hair and makeup? Doing this. I don't. Probably. Wow. Yeah. Well, to see Paula Dean having done her own hair and makeup is yeah. kind of like a thrill. Well, because she's doing, she's making like some kind of southern like. Yes. She's doing a, a scene. And she made such a career off this sort of like artificial appearance and this right. crazy mm-hmm. affect in her, in, in her embouchure and her enunciation, yeah. and so. She she continues to to keep up appearances and talking in this way. Well, I think I kind of think that is who is how she, she talks. Is. Yeah, she says because oh. like you know she comes. They like ha- I think her story is they open this restaurant in Savannah because like I'm sort of familiar because I lived there for a moment. When I oh right. Scad. And that's so like I think the restaurant still exists. Is like, it called like the Mom and Sons or something? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think, I think that like, I imagine my imagining of it is like Southern hospitality, restaurant, like, you know, it's, uh, it's more vibe than substance. Yeah. Um, and that, that's like who she is and that's like the family or whatever. I, but you know, that's, that's just well, my sense of it. <clears throat> I think family, well, look, I shouldn't be watching her on TV, quite frankly. I mean, but it was a, it was sheer entertainment. Listen, another like canceled person is back, John Lasseter. I just saw a New York that? Times article. John Lasseter is kind of the the creator of Pixar. Oh. Um, and they have a they were fired and like a <clears throat> they were can't you know it was like too many hugs. Oh dear. Kind of vibe. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so now they work somewhere else and are basically making Pixar films there. Crazy. Which well, Paula Dean said, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. And um, what's wonderful is that when she finishes making the recipe, she just puts the food, she just takes bites of the food, sometimes sitting down at a table, kind of tired. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes she'll, I guess she has multiple kitchens on the premises, but like the one that they're using for filming, which I'm going to go ahead and say, was built specifically for the Food Network show. Uh-huh. I think that they use that kitchen to do these things, but there's an oven that she prefers to use. So sometimes they take the recipe to another room Incredible. to bake it. Okay, and then she just stays there to uh-huh. do the tasting. I'm over here now. I'm over here. She sits down. There's newspapers on the table. She just sits down and has a couple bites of whatever it is. Did that you watch that Julia Child show? I don't... I can't... I, based on the trailer, I couldn't do it. Okay. Should I? Well, I think it's, it's, I liked it. I was surprised that I liked it. Okay. Um, it shows like the making of like what is essentially like the first cooking show. Yes. And 
you know, it's, 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 I enjoyed seeing like the set and there's like the kitchen, the kitchen and then the yeah. like dining table where she tastes things. It, oh yes. Like, yes. Yeah. Well, I watched a very nice documentary about that whole situation oh, on an airplane nice ride. Too. Right. Um, also, I keep thinking, I just watched the Barefoot Contessa, the film. Oh, right. right. And, but I keep thinking of this episode of the Barefoot Contessa where she goes into, like, her, like, pantry, is what they call it, and being so depressed by it. Why? Because it was amazing? No, because, like, I think, I think the reason I was depressed is because I think she has those wire, those, like, metal... Like, that has like the squiggly lines on the shelves and those yes, the systems me so hard. But they they bear a lot of weight. Yes, systems. I understand that they're practical. Yeah, but I think no. As You're a rich, rich person, and you have a house. You, and you have, have real a TV shelves. show. Like this should look nice, and yeah. I know like the camera's not really supposed to go back there. Well. It's like a weird kind of like ten best things to do in your kitchen or whatever you know one of them is like keep eggs at room temperature for oh baking, well, i love that Ina's keeping it industrial like that. <clears throat> i just in that that haunts me i don't think she's a particularly like as a as aesthetic as they've made her universe out yes. to be in that very martha stewart hampton's way because basically her aesthetic i think was a direct result of the whole martha stewart craze yeah. out in the hamptons and martha was a client at barefoot contesta and blah 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 this was a restaurant it's a shop. It was a gourmet food store oh, okay. out in like East Hampton. And um, it's where she sold all the her like prepared, you know, chicken curry salad. Uh-huh. All, you know, you can get all those yeah. recipes in that book. And um, she, I, I don't imagine she's a particularly aesthetic person outside uh-huh. of the fact that like she was forced to be by Martha Stewart in the Hamptons. Mm. So it would stand to reason that she would have, you know, Metal yeah. industrial shelving yeah, I in don't the know. country. I mean, I like there's a there's a kind of like integrated vibe to the whole thing that's very Hamptons, like, oh I'm gonna make sandwiches for Jeffrey and we're mm-hmm. gonna have the garden person or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, My obscene, florist friend is coming obscene. over and we're having clams and linguine on the terrace. But the Barefoot Contessa, wow, that what a great film. Well, you told me all about it, it sounded insane. Yeah, absolutely incredible. It's I starring really, Bert Lancaster. like the more I think of it. Starring uh, Humphrey Bogart. Oh, Humphrey Bogart. And, uh, Brigitte Bardot. No. No. But. Who was it starring? I think maybe Brigitte Bardot was maybe supposed to be in the role. Um, I can't remember. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but the more I think of it, the more I'm uh, astounded by the whole thing. I guess that's a sign of a good film. Really good. Wow. Really good. Wait, I had a question for you going back to... Well, I, I just want to tell you more about Paula Dean a little bit. Can oh, I, my goodness. Please? Yeah, if you have if okay. you She did a recipe, and you tell me if this is familiar to you. Okay. She did Does a recipe. Feel Midwestern? It felt crazy. Okay. <laughs> also Midwestern, but she was calling it salad. Uh-huh. She kept saying, I'm going to make you a salad today. Uh-huh. That just means ingredients. Yes. <laughs> there was not a vegetable in sight. So she took cottage Tater cheese, tots? cottage cheese, okay. poured a packet of green lime gelatin into the cottage cheese. Okay. Packet. The whole thing. Uh-huh. Jello. 
She didn't dissolve it in anything. <laughs> she poured it into the cottage cheese, mixed it right on up. Then she poured in a can of crushed pineapple with some of the oh, juice this gone. Is feeling... Then she, uh, I think some nuts, some, some <laughs> pecans. Sure. And then she folded in an entire container of coal lip. <clears throat> oh, wow. And then she refrigerated it so it would firm up a little bit, I guess. Can you it... even believe Cool Whip? I want some. Do you know what it is? No. I don't either. Whipped dairy topping. Right, so it's not. Well, there's, I think. I'm curious. Or is it non dairy? There's. It's full of stabilizers. Right. Because it That's can, like. Key. And she kept calling it frozen whipped topping. Was it, did she, was it frozen? I don't know. Okay. But she put that salad back in the fridge and then she brought it out before it was firm at all and she just started putting this like <laughs> white shit in her mouth and being like, this is really good, y'all. And she was like, this reminds oh me. She's God. like, uh, you know, maybe she's like, this is making me think of marshmallows. And she was like, what is that salad? What is that salad? It's rattling around somewhere in my brain. And I was like, ambrosia. It's ambrosia. Because I remembered from uh -huh. Edward Scissorhands. Oh, uh, uh-huh. At any rate... Um, salad. Yes, yes. I'm somewhat familiar with like a, a gelatin, a jello whipped cream. Wow. But Cool Whip, certainly. Wow. Whipped cream was Cool Whip. Incredible. Insane. It's and insane. And then to discover real whipped cream. Well, also gift. like you literally, there are cows right there. You could just whip it isn't that the ultimate it's irony insane. it's the people who live closest to the actual raw materials the vegetables and the meat and the dairy who are eating Canned. the most processed yeah. garbage it's incredible it's crazy. it's crazy um and then she she also made some weird thing that she was calling zucchini pie where she basically took these huge slices of zucchini that even confused her. She, she was like, I don't understand how these are chopped. And then she mixed them up with like a ton of Parmesan cheese and uh -huh, some of her uh -huh. biscuit mix. She has her own Paula Deen's biscuit mix, which is like Bisquick. Uh -huh. And um, it looked kind of good. Oh I was like, I'd eat that. Well, I mean, it's, it sounds rational to make a zucchini kind of pie thing. Oh yeah. It sounded like yeah. corn pudding, but with zucchini. I was like, delicious. Oh, I love corn. Oh, been Me grilling too. corn. It's been summer. making pastas with corn where I cut it off the cob mm. and then make like a buttery turmeric corn something. Gorgeous. And then throw the pasta in. Yes. Delicious. Yes. Um, what was it? What were we talking about? We were talking about the Beaver Contessa, the movie. That was your, your Paula Deen uh, dark oh, dive. Oh, my question for you is what is your first memory of a cooking show and who, who oh, was of it? Oh, a cooking show. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually think the thing that comes to mind is uh, Iron Chef. Stop. That's what comes to mind. because That's what I know how young you are. I don't remember watching a cooking show at my parents' house. Mm. I only remember watching Iron Chef when I babysat. Who That's were you how babysitting? I remember cousins. Because oh. we didn't have cable. You're not cable or, on you know, the farm? So, like... Oh, your parents are so I don't repressive, know. it's crazy. Yeah, not great. Oppressive? Repressive? De Re depressed. depressed. They're De depressed? Depressed. Repressed. Oppressed. Oppressing. <laughs> yes. Oppressive. Um, so I don't know. There was pro I mean, I'm sure there was like a PBS cooking, what Which have one? you. Which I don't, one? But I don't remember. I don't, Jeremy. It doesn't, it doesn't, 
That's what I'm saying. I am I'm sure I was. If there was the Food Network, I was also watching other cooking. That's just the one that like I clock. Do you remember the Frugal Gourmet? Uh huh. Okay. Do you remember Yan Ken Cook? No. Do you remember? These are PBS cooks. Yeah. Do you remember Sarah Mm -hmm. Moulton? That sounds sort of feels. She did end up transcending PBS and went to the. You know, she was one of the original Food Network cooks. Okay. She was really like when Food Network was about food education. And it was like food Mm -hmm. shows. Now Food Network is only food competitions and like nonsense bullshit like that Guy Fieri. It's, yeah, it's like sort of all moved to YouTube. It's true. But I think that PBS still has like, they'll bring in a Jacques Pepin every every so often. Yeah, I'm sure PBS is still doing like the test kitchen. Jacques and Julia Child had wonderful programs where they would cook together. Uh, There's the book right up there, Cooking with Jacques and Julia. Um, do you see it? No, Baking with Julia, Jacques Pepin's Table, oh, Martha Maybe Stewart. I don't have that book. You just lied to me. You t- Julia and Jacques. Oh yeah, that's home. impossible to read from here. Well, I can't even. I can't even read the time on my iPad, which I was sitting ten inches from. Can you believe this nine thirty show? I'm in shock. I literally am usually asleep by 9.30. Incredible. Time. If I could be asleep by 9.30, I, I just can't do that. Okay. I mean... I, w- I like the idea of it, though. I do like the idea. But I I find I'm just dilly-dallying. You know, Paula Dean. Well, honestly, like, when Jack is away, I stay up later. Interesting. I think it's a thing of, you like... You try to get away. <laughs> No, I think it's like feeling I don't know comforted or safe or something oh interesting relaxed maybe that's why maybe I don't feel safe in my own home since my blinds keep falling down every night being alone you just kind of like keep there's like a low you can just kind of wander around in the apartment I love that as well or you're just like, oh, I'm going to watch this and I'll watch that. When there's another person, you sort of... Do you of... move from room to room? I mean, I don't know. I don't have that option. I'm just... Yeah, you move from that room to this room. Occasionally. In I that mean, room? Look, during the pandemic, like those, that first month, uh-huh. I found myself hanging out like in the corner <laughs> between the wall and the bathtub. You know, like it was really crazy. Right. You're Anywhere. changing it up. Trying to find any place that felt different. Uh, can you believe that happened? Still has happened. I was really reminded by watching that Paula Dean thing because there was a scene where she yeah. was making something in the bathroom. No, she's in the crazy kitchen, else. and then she's like, "Oh my god, y'all! My kid, my grandkids are waving at me through the window." Mm. And so she goes over and she gives them kisses through the window because they can't come in. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. She opened up the door a crack just to scream out at them. Aww. Hi, y'all! Aww, that's so sad that that happened. No, oh, listening to anyway, her try to speak English is just so crazy. I'm, I'm like a week and a half into my monkeypox vaccination process. I'm what I'm a few days. Saturday, I got it. Days in? Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It's something. What was your feeling? Where did you do it? Get yours? I got mine in, like, downtown Brooklyn. Whoa. Like, City Hall area. I was relegated to Queens. Yeah. I biked. I literally have never had such an efficient experience. 
As was mine. I love that. Although all so my go, information go, was go. incorrect in the system. Oh, interesting. Because I had done it on a, over a phone call. Oh, okay. So I was like, you know, gave my. I knew she was making mistakes. So yeah. I was like, oh no, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's a T. You know. <laughs> and then when I got there, I was, I knew it would all be wrong. So yeah. I had my, because I had never got a confirmation email either. Oh, so I was like, this God. is bad. So I knew they had my email address wrong. So I had my confirmation number, and I told it to the people with the iPads, uh, and they were like, oh, okay. Um, can we see your ID? Da, 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 da. And then the spelling of my last name was B-A-R-P-L-E-M-E. And I was like, well, that's, it's not it. That's beautiful. We and should so, take that up. Barbell me. <laughs> um, so once I got in there, everything went fine and I got them to change the information in the system digitally. And, but my God, walking in there, well, first of all, getting on the number seven train at Times Square. No. Well, no, it was fine going to Queens, but yeah, I looked around the train. I thought... <laughs> We're all going to the same place. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> yes. Incredible. I saw all these gays, and then, like, sure enough, we all stepped off at 46 whatever street, Bliss Avenue. Was it the scene that you expected it to be? Exactly. Oh, interesting. Me like, too, basically. But Jack did not have that experience. Oh, really? I thought it was, like, a line to go into, like, gay speed dating. or yeah. like or yeah, I love that. It was the line to... Did you get any To numbers? get duped into going to a gay intern. But you had to wear masks that sort of cut down on the... And I it was like a... I certainly got no numbers. I saw a few gorgeous people. <laughs> um, but l- I just saw basically all people that I was like, I get it. I relate to that experience in some small way. I mean, look, there's a lot of gay experiences in New York that I do not relate to. But all of these you did. Well, in a small <laughs> way. In some yeah. small way, I thought, yeah, well, we've now been forced to come to this thing because we had to call a phone number and tell <laughs> them... That we are dirty sluts in order to get an appointment <laughs> to get a monkeypox vaccine. That is sort of true. I, I think that's done now. I think, I think you don't have to be a dirty slut or say you Literally, are. Literally, uh, test, test Warman. Should, I think you should be a dirty slut, but Tess not right Warman now. is performing out in Fire Island in, in, a, in two weeks. And I was talking with Tess and, and um, I was like, you know, I'm getting my monkeypox vaccine. Uh-huh. And Tess was like, well... I said, should I do that? I was like, you should definitely do that. If you're going to Fire Island, you should definitely do that. And I was like, however, I, I sent her the phone number. And then I said, you're going to have to lie every question of the way to get an appointment. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's still the case, though. Okay. Because it's certainly not, you know, this, like, gay disease that they no. want it to be. But they, <clears throat> wow, those questions. I just laughed my way through it. As someone over the telephone was like, have you had anonymous sex with multiple partners in the last two weeks or whatever? I was like, in my sure. Mind. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Sure, sure, sure. It was really something else. Yeah. I mean, I hope, I hope all those people are getting monkeypox vaccinations as well. They are. I think so. They were the I first. mean, or they're not, and they're not, you know, it's... From what I can see on Instagram, they are. <laughs> yes. That's, so, I, I'm i like, yeah, everyone should get, just get fucking vaccinated. You know. We don't need another nightmare. No, everybody just go get it. Also, like, you don't want holes in your face and, like, excruciating pain. Definitely. No, thank no. you. Um, James Whiteside sent me a video <gasps> unboxing uh-huh. some... Of his books from Penguin 
they Random sent House. Some books. No, he did the paperback just came out. Oh, that's great. So he did an unboxing and he sent me the video. He said, Oh, I want you to like dub over this, like how they have with the Barefoot Contest on Instagram thing. Uh -huh, stuff. Uh -huh. And I was like, Man, that's so fun. I'm going to do that. I cannot. It's not a skill I have. I tried. Uh -huh. And I can't, I literally, A of all can't do it and B of all not funny. It's not funny when I tried to do it. So I told James, I said, I guess I'm, this isn't one of my skills. I'm so sorry. Well, that, you know, we all have limitations. I think so. Yeah. I do. I, I'm not, I can't be asked to perform in that way, like acting. Well, your comedy is um, unharnessable. That's true. It's <laughs> true. I can't be put into a structure. So we could talk about Marcel the Show. We could talk <gasps> about the Cunningham thing. Oh! And Goodness. probably other uncoupled. Uh, well, I saw Thor. You it saw was Thor. Awful. We don't even have to talk about it. It's awful. Christian Which, Bale. I, it was such a, I was relieved to hear because then I don't yeah. have to go. Christian Bale was giving what I think, I'm sure they believe mm -hmm. is an Oscar worthy method performance. Anyways, let's not even talk about it. Is Christian Bale, who's who's the actor in, um, uh, what was this movie I just watched recently uh, about killing people in New York City? With the mask? Um, with the mask. There's some telephone movie. <laughs> I don't know. Black phone or something. <laughs> I don't know this movie. I don't even know. I can't think of the name of the movie. Anyway, um, Thor's terrible. So bad. Um, um, but okay, Marcel the Shell, utterly charming. I cried. Incredible. With Isabella Rossellini giving an incredible performance. This is a great film. I watched, I, I, I did a YouTube search for like making of. Yeah. And there did you was, see that? yeah, there was the animation director or something. How do they make Marcel blink and stuff? She's basically like, we were happy if we got 10 seconds a day. Oh. Yeah, that's no joke. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds right. Because watching this movie, I was like, I truly don't know how they did this. It's Especially insane. when they brought in all those the other characters. insane. Wow. So crazy. What know, I think a lot of like compositing. Ten seconds a day. You know, because what's, what was like crazy to me was the documentary, like the, the way that the camera moves in this documentary way. And like, how... How are you doing that animation, like, is that dynamic? And I, you know, I think, I think there was compositing and, and sort of, like, <clears throat> tricks in terms of working with that, but crazy. So incredible. Really impressive. Storytelling really, is tremendous. That they could figure out how to make a feature-length film about Marcel the Shell's experience on, you know. So brilliant. Really, really brilliant. Wow. And to also, like, have this, like, incredibly natural rapport between Dean Fleischer Camp and his ex-wife, Jenny Slate, was really, it's really genius. It's, it's a special little thing. You must I, see Marcel the Shell, if you have you not know, going, going to it, I thought, I'm going to go watch a children's movie in a mask. <laughs> I don't I know. I can't imagine a child really enjoying it, actually. I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah, because it's... It's like a very kind of subtle. Yeah, it seems like a the little too sophisticated. The coloring is very like beautiful and yeah, there's nothing colorful about it. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. The place where there were children Aunt, and they Aunt, oh, there were were like giggling, watching. I guess. The, remember where Aunt Connie slept, where her bedroom was, or Grandma Connie? Mm, 
No. Remember, she slept. She slept on the vanity in a compact on a powder poof. Incredible. So good. Anyways, Marcel the Shell, what was the other thing you were talking about? I really liked it, what, what you just oh, said. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you know. Cunningham. Yeah, well, we saw the Cunningham showing of loose strife. Incredible. Which is apparently a purple weed that grows on the side of the road. Yeah, who knew? Which but it's Trish, a great Patricia Lent told us. I didn't know that either. Compound. And what, what was her funny joke? Could have called it Dandelion, but he didn't. I think there's a TV show about these About Cunningham the Cunningham people. people? Wow. That's so funny. When Carol was holding the microphone, like... Like it was nothing. Yeah, like it was a pen in her hand just over there. <laughs> and then Jen was like, Carol, you have to hold the microphone up to her now. Like, oh, I'm so sorry holding the microphone like a meaningless object. Yeah, it was How beautiful. Very cunning, yeah. I thought, this is amazing. Oh, uh, it was yeah, great. it was so good. I got to watch, um, I shouldn't, I don't know if I, I can say this, it's fine. Um, I'm in the next one, the next uh -huh, workshop. Uh -huh. What's the dance? It's called Double Toss. Double Toss. T-O-S-S. -S. Yep. And it was made directly after John Cage's passing. So mm. there's um, there's a feeling about it. A sadness or a joy. There's a kind of sadness <laughs> and a sort of like strange schism uh -huh. inside of the piece itself. Because it's actually two pieces at once. Mm. One of them occurring in sort of rehearsal wear, like sweatpants. Uh -huh. And one of them occurring in these sort of fantastical net garments. Wow. Like net dresses and net... Gorgeous. I love I that. Mean, they're beautiful. But you're not going to be wearing them. Well, Trish is asking me about, like, if she I had any ideas about how to sort of right. suggest it. Uh-huh. And after watching the video with these Suzanne Gallo pieces, Suzanne was one of the great costume designers of the 90s who sadly passed away. Um, but... She designed Pond Way, which has amazing costumes, mm. and Biped, which has amazing costumes, and this Double Toss, which... Has, I mean, she made really exceptional costumes during a very small period of time in the Merce Cunningham. The 90s. The 90s. Mm -hmm. And um, the costumes are credited to both Merce and Suzanne, but I, I, ma I imagine Merce had an idea. Uh-huh. And... Or like, well, they're wearing something, and these other people are wearing something Exactly. Else. And, my God... They're really beautiful. Oh, I'm going to look for that. And I watched the piece because Trish wanted me to, like, get a better understanding of it. And I was sort of, I was so stunned. So I, I kind of, like, I kind of want to make up. But, yeah. I, I mean, I yeah. don't know. I'll see if I have time. Well, again, like, what if you made them as, like, clothes? I want to buy them. Oh, and just sold them afterwards? I love that. Yeah, That's a good on. idea, Jeremy. Capitalize on. on a gift. Yeah, be like, well, you can use, I'll make them, I know, you can but use then, them. Oh, yeah, and then the trust will have to do a bidding more because they'll be like, no, but we want to have these. I'll say, well, you can't yeah. have them. I'm going to sell them on Etsy. Couture, honey. Qatar. 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 <laughs> I'll trade you for one. Oh, we Qatar. have costumes going to Qatar. Of course. For LA Dance Project. <laughs> I mean, we're not going there. Um, uh, so that's Double Toss, and I'm excited. I When is the showing? August 20. Eight or something like that. Mm, you might be gone. Where are you going? It's back to Masmoka. God. Yeah. I got an invitation to go to like the opening or something, but I was like, literally Masmoka. So far away. Yeah, I'm not going. Sorry, Mark. Yeah. Um, this is Mark Swanson we're talking about, who has an opening. If you're up in Boston, 
Absolutely go. literally not close to Boston at all. Oh, where is it? It's really like, um... Somewhere in Massachusetts. It's so like... Is it in the Berkshires? You know, yeah, it's in the Berkshires. Oh, so goodness. It's really... I've never been there. How? I mean, I had never been there until this project. I think I've always so. sort of confused, like, the ICA and Mass Mocha. I'm like, well, is it different? Not the same, yeah. Yeah. Um, is is Mass Mocha kind of like Dia Beacon or something? No, it's like a huge museum. Dia like, Beacon's a pretty huge museum. Not compared. Oh, really? It's like, like the Met? It's... No, it's like, uh, like MoMA. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, Dia Beacon is kind of like It's, a, it's a like massive spaces. Well, Dia Beacon. Dia Beacon is like that, yes. Yeah, big, 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 big. But Dia Beacon is like, we have this kind of niche kind of, uh, I mean, there are, like, similarities in, like, mm-hmm. a Joseph Boys and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, the modern They have one of those, things. what's his name? Frank, what's his name? With they the, have lots of with the walls. Um, the walls guy. What's yeah. his name? Stella? No. Frank. Frank Stella. Stella. Is that his name? No one can be sure. Oh no! <laughs> I think that's oh, right. Oh no! Uh, this is crazy that we don't even know that. No, it is. It is Frank Stella. Right, and then they have the Solowit walls at Dia Beacon, but I I don't know if they're still there. I'm looking it up. Oh no, they have um. There's a you know the. Skylight. No, we're wrong. I know it's not Frank Stella. It's not it's Frank Stella. No, Frank Stella is like a. I don't like Frank Stella. No, who who's the walls? Solowit. No, <laughs> no, Solowit's the wall drawings. Who's but the one who makes those giant too. steel sculptures that are walls? Right, this Richard Serra. Oh, no, they don't have any Richard Serra. Thank you. But they, they have not. the uh, you know the the uh, you know. The Skylight light, James guy. Turing, James Turrell, James Turrell. Yes, Who's there's Cal- a there's a great James Turing Turrell thing. Turing is the um the uh, British gay. Yes, did the, the computers guy. <laughs> James Turrell. Wow, we're not doing well. It's late at night. Yeah, it's my bedtime. <laughs> James Turrell, James Turing. That's what, Alan Turing. Alan, oh Alan my Turrell. god. Um, anyway, and then it, they have Dan Flavin in the basement, right at the Beacon. The lights. Oh yeah, deep Dia Beacon. Um, no, not. Dan Flavin. No. Bruce Nauman. No. Yeah. No. At Dia Beacon? Yeah. Yes. In the basement? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, um, yes, all those I Bruce really... Nauman pieces <laughs> down there. Okay, I'm going to look. But um, Dan Flavin is the light, the the lights. Yeah. The I think lights. there are probably some Dan Flavins there, too. They have, yeah, I think, but not in the basement are the pieces I'm thinking of. There's, like, a row of, like... Yeah, the row. Fluorescent. The greens. Things. The greens. The green lights. <laughs> in a Dia Beacon. Sure. I don't know. Oh, God. In the basement? Yeah. There's lots of Bruce Nauman in the basement. Yeah. The, like, hallways with the, t- the surveillance TVs. Oh, right, 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 right. No, uh, anyway. The Dan Flavin. That's not in the basement. Well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Anyways. Um... <sighs> I've been watching Uncoupled. Oh my god! And here's the most depressing part of the show. Ugh. Okay, Zoe Cassavetes is directing some of the episodes. Okay, the daughter of. And John. I just like. That makes you. I'm sick. like, why is How? this happening? And but I guess it's like Sofia Coppola directing, you know, commercials. Oh, but also it's not. 
Do you know what I mean? It's not. Because a commercial great, can but... also be like a little special art piece, and this show is just full yeah. trash. Well, it's just... There's no directing who style. Who decided? This th- is... Who decided that it's Neil Patrick Harris? This is a very correct show, I will say. I'm just... I will, I'm forever confused that Neil pa- Patrick Harris represents, like, middle-aged gay men in America. I find it very distressing. I mean, I... Honestly, I feel like he is the Sarah Jessica Parker... But she, is also she annoying. had like idiosyncrasies, you know, and she had a kind of style. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And I, I honestly, yeah, he doesn't have a style. No, that's true. If I'm being honest, I watched approximately all told about 15 minutes of the show, but I made it all the way to the end because I fast forwarded uh-huh, uh-huh. like crazy. Okay. And I can't believe it. <laughs> Is this what this is what they're gonna give us? This is their answer, the gay sex in the city. This is what it feels like, no? Why wouldn't they make a sex in the city show about young gay people? Wouldn't that have been fun? <clears throat> well, I feel like they've tried and they're all awful. Oh, what was that show called? In San Francisco? Right. Like that. Why can't we remember anything? <laughs> What was Does it matter? Everyone is called the closet. What was it called? Outing. Gay. Going outing. What was it called? Gaying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. But yes, I think there's. I don't know. There's almost. There's something more palatable to like the problem of being older and gay, than the kind of like non-problem of just being young and gay and like going and having sex having right sex right i don't know there is i feel like there's something i don't know it's it's it feels like sex in the city and you know i i've enjoyed no, it doesn't feel like sex in the city and it feels like and just like that that's yes, what it feels exactly. like but you know i loved watching that well of course but we that's because we already <laughs> knew them from sex in the city i know but you know these people we do. That's not a lie. We do. And I love Marsha Gay Harden. Uh-huh. I think there are, like... <laughs> Period. Some, uh, you know, some, like, peripheral characters that are sort of, like... I like the guy from the older gay in the in that's, like, the neighbor in his apartment. You don't really see him till later, I think. You probably don't I mean, see him. fast-forwarding. And I think the, the like, real estate woman is is nice his partner character. yeah yeah you know i think she sleeps with very young like if you watched one episode of second city you'd be like this is unwatchable yeah you have to kind of like get to know them let go and like get to like be in this world but why neil patrick harris i don't really know but who else would it be matt bomer that guy from 30 Rock, Cheyenne Jackson. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, look. I don't know. I don't I just, love them either. I, I was like, I'm not going to watch a Neil Patrick Harris show. Ugh. And I'm sort of like, it feels kind of correct. You know, I would really like it to be Freckle. Freckle. Remember Freckle? No. Yeah, from the Brian Jordan Alvarez content. Freckle. Oh, uh-huh. Love Freckle. Yeah, but this is, this is not a show made for us. 
They're so rich, everyone on the show. So rich. They're so rich. When you rich. meet his, Neil Patrick Harris's parents, you're like, mm. uh-huh, I don't, this is kind of, because it kind of feels like he's with this rich guy, mm. even though he's a real estate Do you know how old he is, Neil person? Patrick Harris? No. I think he's 50. Well, the, you know, the, the partner is just turning 50 in the first episode. The partner is turning 50? No. So, su- that supposedly... Guy, that guy's not a day under 60. How old is Doogie Hauser? Okay, we're looking at... Hey, Siri. How hey. old is Neil Patrick Harris? 49. Neil Patrick Harris is 49 years old. So, he's 50. Yeah, there you go. Okay, but we, now we need to know how old that other guy oh, is. Oh, my God. Wait, uncoupling? Uncoupled. Uh, the intro titles are hideous. Honestly, I don't so remember I never saw them. Well, they're, it's very simple. It's just like... His name's Tuck Watkins. Okay. Tuck. Okay, we're going to find out his age in a second. The one who's turning 50 in episode one. Oh, he's really only 55. Yeah. Wait. There you go. That doesn't say... Just click on Wikipedia. Yeah, he'll be 56 this year. Don't do math. He'll be, no, he's 56 in, in <laughs> September. He's 56, okay? Uh, but why do we know him? He's very familiar, isn't he? He's very soap mm, opera. He's one life of. to live. Yeah. Um, anyways, he's on Yeah, Uncoupled, it's fine. It's fine. The boys in the band. Um, yeah, the Zoe Cassavetes thing was the real... Goodness gracious. I was like... Oh. Because I saw it once, and then I saw it again, and I was like, how oh, is she directing this whole show? What's going on? I can't believe it. It's so depressing. Because <laughs> then I'm watching, and I'm trying to, like, imagine what she's saying. Yeah, what does she have to say about this nonsense? I don't know what directors do in these things. Because they're, I think they're just like, yeah, you sit there, and then you'll walk over they here. They literally are there to sit in a chair and be like, go. I mean, I've heard it described that they're, like, kind of morale- Right. Energy people right. on set. Sadly, we have to go. <clears throat> I'm not going anywhere. No, you have to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm going to change my clothes and brush my teeth and then we're going to okay. tiptoe over to Joe's Pub. And all right. Until next week. Until next week. I could have talked about all this stuff forever, unfortunately. You had to bring up all this good stuff right at the end. Yeah. Well, there's so many things. Um, I'll have watched the entirety of Uncoupled by next. There are only eight episodes. I've watched six. I watched all in 15 minutes. <laughs> Literally. Uh, so stupid. Right. Remember that? Okay. I don't, let's, we'll talk about it more next week. Okay. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll, do a, I'll watch 15 more minutes of it. <laughs> and I'll watch the rest of it. Okay. I went to Ikea, by the way. I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, I wanted to go to Ikea, but okay. I didn't. Okay. Goodbye. Bye, I love you. Oh.